0: Canelo Alvarez versus Danny Jacobs. Fight prediction. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkieCom. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple. Basically, anywhere where you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube.com. Slash Fight Junkie 2006. Canelo, 51 victories. He's only 28 years old. One loss, two draws. Of those 51 wins, 35 are inside the distance. His one loss was via decision to Money Mayweather. Jacobs, 35 wins, two losses. Of his 35 wins, 29 are inside the distance. He's been stopped one out of two times. Currently, Alvarez sits as a minus 430 favorite. That's a straight line. Jacobs is plus 380. Will go won't go 12 full rounds. Will go minus 250. Won't go plus 210. Fight is a draw 20 to 1. Jacobs wins by decision plus 595. Canelo wins by decision minus 139. Jacobs wins inside plus 800. Canelo wins inside plus plus two twenty six when you're looking at these odds i think they're right as far as canelo deserves to be the favorite i think most people would agree with that he's coming off the win over triple g uh danny is a good fighter i think most people would agree with that as well but he does deserve to be the underdog here if he won this fight i would consider to be an upset victory. Obviously we touched on Canelo coming off of a win over Triple G. He followed that up. winning another title at 168 pounds against Rocky Fielding. Most people thought that was going to be a mismatch going in. It was just a title grab. But a lot of people disputed his win over Triple G. I didn't, but I'm one of the few that had the first fight a draw. I thought that was the correct score. I don't believe it was a robbery, like everybody said. I went back and forth. You can see all those podcasts. I already did all those. Those are up on YouTube. If you want to look at those, you want to listen to those. They're all there. I explained why I thought what I thought and why I thought it was a good score as a draw and why I thought he beat uh, Triple G in the second fight as well. To me, it was much clearer, and people still were saying that Triple G won I don't think that's the case, but that's neither here nor there because we have the Jacobs fight. Obviously, you can't go much off the Rocky Fielding fight. That was a mismatch, and it probably has absolutely no bearing on Danny Jacobs because Jacobs is a better fighter than Rocky is. Uh, Jacobs is also coming off of a win. That was against DerVinchenko. If I recall correctly, I believe I took Jacobs in that fight. He ended up winning a close split decision. Uh, my reasoning for taking him was basically based off experience. I believe Dervinchenko was undefeated, but he was like 12 fights. He had like 12 professional fights, but he did make it close. And that could be a cause of concern if you're backing Danny here, because do you believe Dervinchenko is as good of a fighter as Canelo? And uh, Danny was only able to squeak by with a split decision win. He also fought Gennady. Um, He lost to UD, was dropped in that fight. Many people thought he still won the fight. But with the knockdown, it's it's harder to make that case. Most people think uh, Triple G pulled it out because of the knockdown. If you think that um, Danny won, then you kind of have to discount that and think that he did so much better throughout the course of the fight that he was able to overcome the knockdown in a very close fight. Um, I thought at that point Triple G was showing signs of slowing down i don't know if that's discrediting jacobs uh, you know not giving him the credit that he deserves or if it really was a case of triple g slowing down but if you listen to everybody else he beat canelo twice so if that's the case it was just danny jacobs was that good that night um looking at the odds here the, the first thing that stuck out to me was the over under and canelo by decision If you look at these guys' records, both of these guys can bang. Uh, It's kind of dangerous to me. Lane minus, fight goes to a decision at minus 250, and even Canelo inside at minus 139. I get what they're saying. Uh, Danny's fought at a very high level. Obviously, Canelo is at the top, tip top, very top of the iceberg. He's at the top. He's fought the best of the best. He's a young cat, 28 years old, 51 fights. A lot of experience, showing a good chin, showing a lot of championship, metal fuck the who's who in many different divisions. I mean he's one of the few fighters that got better after fighting Floyd Mayweather. I mean it's like night and day. You could see the progression in the Mayweather fight granted I think I gave him one round. The scores were ridiculous but you could see he was incorporating a lot of little things. Even Mayweather and Mayweather Sr. said he likes to do a lot of things Floyd does. I think he's very underrated in the defense department. He has very good head movement. He has good feet as well a lot of people will call it running but then they don't say like uh laura ran right when they fought laura didn't laura wasn't running when he fought canelo but when canelo fought triple g he was running go back and look at those two fights and tell me which guy was running Canelo gets a lot of hate, man. He's been very successful for a long time. He's still a young kid. He's got a lot of money behind him with the Dazone, uh, the Golden Boy issue. A lot of people don't like Golden Boy. There's a lot of hate there. Don't get it twisted. The kid is very, very good, and he's improved dramatically. And I really do like his defense, man. Go back and watch those Triple G's fight. He can hang with you on the inside. He can box. He can counter. He's got a good chin for when he makes a mistake. But overall, he's trying not to get hit. He tries not to get hit. He can be a cutie in there, guys. He really can. Look deep into the way he fights. He can be a cutie. And then those body shots. The body shots. The body shots. My lord. I thought he was going to break Laura in half with those body shots brutal absolutely brutal and a lot of people don't give fighters not just Canelo but fighters in general real credit for the amount of body work and and the way that can be debilitating to a fighter I mean body work should count it's an effective punch I would say one of the most effective punches you can land and you don't need a lot of power to put somebody out with a body shot Jacobs has improved since his loss to Pirog. I will say that going in. I believe, that was a long time ago, that was like 2010, guys, that I did pick Pirog in that fight. He was another guy who had really good head movement. And uh, Jacobs was kind of raw then. But I noticed something with him. He still makes the, the basic mistake of using the muff defense. He doesn't do it... As much as he did in the Pirok fight. But he still does that a lot. Go back and watch his Triple G fight. And go watch his uh, Devonchenko fight. He still uses that muff defense. And you know what that allows? That allows the fighters to close the distance on him. He likes to move a little bit. He's got a really high knockout percentage. Something like 78%. But he likes to move a little. He likes to draw the guy in. And counter punch him. The problem with this is. Everybody seems to get to him. So, Devinchenko got to him. By got to him, I mean he's able to close the distance. Pirog was able to close the distance. G was able to close the distance. When you see these areas, it's because he puts his hands up. He has no problem countering, but he puts his hands up in muff position, and that allows fighters to get off their offense. Another big key to this. I mentioned body, body, body. I want you guys to go back. It's a long time ago, but he makes the same mistake. Go back and watch the Pirog fight. And watch how Pirog set up his right hands to the chin of Danny Jacobs. The right hands that eventually knocked him out. But he set them up by going to the body and then coming up. Canelo is a brutal body punch. And I think that is the, I'll say it again, the major key in this fight is that I think Canelo will be able to close the distance just like Dervinchenko did, just like Pierog did, just like Gennady did. I think he'll be able to touch Jacobs, but I think the body shots will allow him to set up The headshots Now Jacobs gets hit with both the left hook and the right hand. And Canelo is an equally hard puncher in both. Most people will probably say his left hook is a little bit better than the right hand. But he can crack with either hand. And I think he could implement almost that exact same system that Pirog did. Of going downstairs to the body. Getting uh, Jacobs to go into the muff defense. Where he just brings his arms down. And then come over the top with the right hand. Pirock did it, he knocked him out with it, he hurt him before with it, he dropped him with it. This is the way that you can get to Danny Jacobs. But, you've got to do the body because, as you saw in the Triple G fight, when G was coming just over the top with the right hand Jacob saw it and was able to block it. More often than not, he's using the muff defense to block the shots coming over the top, not the body shots. Canelo naturally goes to the body. He did it against G, he did it against Laura, does it against everybody. He did it against Rocky. He is a natural body puncher. So I have no doubt in my mind that when he closes the distance against Danny, and make no mistake, he will. Close the distance against Danny Jacobs. He's going to hit him to the body. Now Canelo in my mind has a very high ring IQ. And it's not going to take him very long. If he hasn't already figured it out in camp. That he needs to go to the body and then run it upstairs. If he does that he's going to connect on Danny Jacobs. He simply makes those same mistakes. Where he muffs up a lot of times he's bullied to the ring ropes. He'll muff up. He'll allow his opponent to get off offense and then he'll look to counter. This is what he does. This is the way he fights. He did the same thing against Pirog, but he was a little more raw in his offensive attack. He's improved that. He's improved the way that he switches from defense to offense. He he's a little more he's a little more smooth in that regard. He's not as raw. His punches still come a little bit wide, but you can see that he understands what he's trying to do. So it's not like Danny Jacobs. Isn't talented. It's not like he can't give Canelo problems. The guy can punch very hard. Granted, Canelo's shown a good chin. I believe he has very underrated defense. I believe that he's a very good counterpuncher. Of course, we talked about inside fighting game, but Danny Jacobs does have skills. He does have talent, but he's also been dropped. He's also been knocked out. He's also been hurt. And he's also made those same mistakes that he did in 20. 20- 10, I believe it was. He's made those same mistakes in 2018. He uses that same exact style of defense. You can run it down and then run it up on him and land on him. He's not untouchable. A lot of people think When you look at his knockout percentage and his ratio, if you didn't know Danny Jacobs, you'd think he was a brawler. He just punches very hard, but a lot of times he's trying to set it up off of his back foot. The problem with that, a lot of times he runs himself into the ring ropes. And so when you do that, you're automatically allowing that fighter to close the distance. It's not like he has a George Foreman jab. He has a good jab. He does use it. He does set up the basic offense that everyone would expect. That a guy at this level would. I mean he's top notch. I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm just saying there's glaring weaknesses there. That other fighters that I believe are lesser. Than Canelo have been able to take advantage of. Some have been able to beat him with that others have just been able to trouble him with that but they've all had some amount of success doing what i described so i think when you got a talent level like canelo he's going to be able to take advantage of it like other fighters have but he's going to be able to take advantage of it to a to a degree that he's going to be able to beat danny jacob because of those mistakes that he makes now will it be easy will it be one round will it be two round will it be a decision well, I actually lean towards Canelo being able to stop him. Provided he does the body punching like we said, I have no doubt he's going to close the distance. Danny basically allows fighters to uh to control to close the distance. It's not like he fights like Ali. It's not like he fights Lara. Canelo was able to close the distance on Lara. It wasn't easy and that's why a lot of people had a lot of close rounds and some people thought Lara win and for full disclosure I had Canelo by decision in that fight but he's able to close the distance on fighters that have far better footwork than Danny Jacobs does. I don't have any doubt in my mind he's going to be able to close the distance. I really don't think That Canelo needs the box at all in this. I think it's going to be like the Triple G fight the Bull and the Matador. With Danny Jacobs kind of being the matador, even though he's not like a super slick guy on the feet, but he likes to move around a little bit. Canelo showed he can box, he can go forward, he can counter, he can stay in the pocket. So he can pretty much bring this fight anywhere he wants. But I think going forward against Jacobs is actually beneficial. I think he's got good enough defense. I think he's got a good enough power and a good enough inside game and a good enough chin that he'll be able to use all of that, close the distance on Danny, and then work him down to up. Down to up. Most people are thinking up to down. I think it's down to up, and I think that's a major key. If Canelo starts the attack on the bottom, finishes it on the top, I know some of those punches are are going to land, and probably more Likely than not, it'll be the right hand. Look at Pieroff. Look at uh, Triple G. Look at the right hands that these guys land on Danny. He's vulnerable to the right hand. Now, does he get hit with left hooks? Yes, but he's vulnerable to the right hand. I think if you set it up to the body, come over the top, sometimes with a looping right hand, you can land that because he does bring his muff guard down. So I have concerns with anybody that or backing Canelo and looking at these odds, that one, A, it's going to go to a decision, and two, that it'll be Canelo by decision. It's very possible that Canelo stops him, in my opinion. It's very possible. If he comes out right away, And starts with that game plan that we're talking about. Even if he's not rocking Danny all over the place. You would be able to see the writing on the wall. If you see him hitting the body really well. That's one. It's going to limit the movement that Danny has. And again he's not a super duper mover. He just likes to move. And two. That's going to set up the over the top shots that we talked about. So that's a benefit right there. If he does it straight out of the gate. Everything Is working perfectly for that stoppage. Danny has improved. So I don't know if it'll be as easy as what Pirog did. Or if uh, Canelo will come out and get a quick knockdown. Kind of like Triple G did. Or if it'll be a a battle of wills back and forth. Where each guy is having success. So it's it's difficult for me to say Canelo 100% inside. But that's what I lean. Danny has improved. If he hadn't improved, I would say 100%, I think Saul's going to get him. He's going to get him out of there before 12 rounds. De La Jolla said he thinks it's going to end, but that's a promoter talking. wants to sell tickets, wants to sell pay-per-view. Well, it's under zone, so I guess no pay-per-view. But um, if he does that from the get-go, then I think that probably favors Canelo inside. So I'd be cautious if you like Canelo. If you're, if you're going to say, I like Canelo in this fight, I'd be cautious to play... Him by decision, you might want to look at the straight bet. Now, I know what you're saying, man, it's it's four to one. It opened at three to one. So, if you like Canelo, obviously, you should have got him early. But I still don't think four to one is outrageous. I think there is a bit. Of a difference in levels here. It may not be huge. But in combat sports. You don't need a huge advantage over somebody. I just think stylistically. The way Danny allows fighters to get to him. And when you allow a fighter like Canelo. With that kind of body work. And he's very intelligent guys. He's got to figure out that other fighters. Have been able to go downstairs. And then upstairs and land on Danny. I I think he's going to figure it out. The earlier the better if you have Canelo straight or if you have him obviously inside you want it really early. But I think overall just for winning rounds even if Danny Jacobs is super tough. Even if he's able to adjust mid fight and go wait a minute this guy's bringing my hands down and hitting me over the top. I have to change this. I have to use the jab more. I have to keep him off of me. I can't allow him to hit my body and bring my hands down. Even if he adjusts. Those things that Canelo are doing are great for winning rounds. We talk about this all the time about the fighter going forward getting a whole hell of a lot of benefit on the judges' scorecards. I really do think this is how the fight is going to play out with Danny being the mover, quote unquote, mover in the fight. But I think you're going to see a lot of inside exchanges. Remember, Danny's no powder puff, man. He can punch. He stands with people. He's not afraid to get in knockdown, drag out brawls. He's not afraid to throw haymakers. So I think that's what you're gonna you've seen it throughout his career. It doesn't matter the level of competition, you have seen it. He's willing to go toe-to-toe. And I think that favors Canelo. Even though Danny is dangerous, you can't discount uh, Danny Jacobs' power. If he hits Canelo on the chin, it's dangerous. Of course, it's 100% dangerous. But like I said, I think the ring IQ of Canelo will hopefully, with his underrated defense and head movement, allow him to see these shots and allow him to fire back on Jacob's Maybe when Jacobs is out of position, and even if he's not out of position, because sometimes it gets wild, guys. Sometimes he throws that right hand, and he falls in. Sometimes that hook is way off, and he loses his balance. He's he's not He can be sometimes not the most technical fighter in the world. Other times, he sits back on his back foot. He's got the muff guard up. He waits for the guy to come in. Again, he allows him to close the distance more often than not, and then he'll look to counter off their shots. So it just depends. Sometimes it's a ta- uh, a tale of two different Danny Jacobs. But overall. He consistently does the same things. In every fight against every opponent. Regardless of the skill level. Like I said. Some people are able to take advantage of it. More often than others. But when you watch his style. It really is very similar. Fight to fight to fight. Where Canelo can switch it up a bit. You've seen that in the two Triple G fights. He can switch it up a bit. But I think. All those things that Canelo does win him rounds. So it's it's Danny's gonna have an uphill battle because he's got to make sure that he's not dropping his hands and getting caught in that trap that we spoke about. And at the same time, he's got to try to win rounds. So he's got to try to use his countering game to land punches on the advancing Canelo. Now, will Jacob stand in spots? Yes, I 100% believe he's gonna stand in spots, and they're going to have some massive exchanges. That could go that could go haywire. I right? could throw the the whole game plan out the window if somebody gets cracked with a freaking gigantic punch. That's combat sports. That's why they fight. But I think Jacobs overall will try to move a little bit. Draw Canelo in. Then he's going to try to fire. And then he's going to try to move a bit. And then he's going to try to draw Canelo in. Then he's going to try to fire. Then there's going to be spots where he gets trapped. Whether he trapped himself or Canelo walks him down and traps him. And they're going to exchange. He's going to have to exchange. He's going to have to hold. He's going to have to muff up. He's going to have to spin. Because Canelo will be right on top of him. Now is there a chance that Canelo boxes like he did in the first Triple G fight. It's possible, but that would really that would really throw a wrench into the game plan because that would mean that for some reason he thinks that he can counter punch Danny better than he can being aggressive and just breaking him down that way and like I said Danny's not a full force triple G style you know, get in your face, get in your chest for 12 rounds and walk you down I mean he does it in spots he's capable of it but I really do feel watching him in all of his past fights that he's more comfortable in the role of just moving a little bit to change the pace of the fight to change the distance Of the fight and then letting his punches go there i think he's more comfortable in that role than he is of the 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 bull you know i'm just going to put my head down and just come at you for 12 hard rounds he does that in some rounds he does that in some minutes of the round he does that in some sections of the fight maybe it's three rounds he does it but overall from 1 to 12 you don't usually see him fight that way you usually see him more on the back foot more his back is up against the ropes more often than his opponents let's put it that way go back and look at the dervinchenko fight dervinchenko was the was the bull and danny was the matador go look at the triple g fight go look at even the Pirog fight Pirog who is that tall, skinny, lanky, you know, weird, awkward movement, he was able to push Danny back. And he was able to get him up against the ropes. In fact, the right hand that knocked him out, Danny Jacobs' back was against the ropes. So these are the things that you need to look at when you're looking at this fight. I do favor Canelo. Again, I do favor him probably inside. But I I would definitely recommend if you break this down and you like Canelo, then there should be no problem taking him straight. Yeah, it's a little steep, but do your due diligence look at this style look at the strengths look at the weaknesses if you agree with what i'm saying then you would have no problem laying them straight maybe you can't lay massive money on them maybe you want to take him straight with a little sprinkle on inside that works too if you can't afford to take them straight put a little sprinkle on that inside it's not like you're laying minus you're getting plus depending on your book anywhere from 225 to 250 on Canelo inside, the guy can punch. Jacobs has been knocked out before. He's been knocked down before. It's not out of the realm of possibility. And like I said, if the game plan starts the way that I'm thinking it will, then I expect that outcome to happen. But it's just because Danny Jacobs has improved and he does have a little few more wrinkles to his game. And he's he understands his strengths and weaknesses a little bit better than he did in previous fights. But I still see lesser fighters being able to have success there. That's why I really lean towards that Alvarez inside, but listen guys, if you want to play the quote-unquote safer way and take uh, Alvarez straight, if you think Jacobs will be able to weather those storms, if you think his a uh, little bit of lateral movement and counter-punching ability may give Canelo pause, his punching power may make Canelo You know, his punch output be more selective because he has to make sure he's defensively sound. I get all that. All of those are valid, valid, valid points and breakdowns to the fight. And that's why I said if you feel more comfortable with Alvarez straight, by all means Alvarez straight. I'm just seeing the fight if it goes the way that I've broken down the two styles. That Alvarez will eventually set him up with some type of trap that will eventually probably put him out I don't know if he's going to put him down first and then get him out later or if it's going to be just a case of you set the trap and that punch lands and it's like Canelo Amir Khan you know one and done out because Jacobs is tough but again Pierog laid him out with basically one shot and I think it was a sixth round or something like that He had already done a lot of damage to Danny, and that is a long time ago. But when we're talking about how that was set up and the mistakes that Danny made in that fight, I still see those mistakes. They may not be as glaring. Again, I think his offense has improved more and his counterpunching ability, and maybe he's not as wild as he was back in 2010, more than what his defense has. Because his defense basically is the same. We're talking about pure defense here, not the countering ability, just pure Peer defense where when he goes into a shell, it goes into a shell. And the traps that can be laid where when he puts those muffs up, how you're able to touch him to the body almost 100% of the time. No joke, guys. Almost 100% of the time, you're able to touch him to the body. And then the few fighters that are smart enough to realize you can come over the top, more often than not, it lands fairly clean on Danny Jacobs. So that's something you should definitely look at if you're looking at Canelo because that might be... The factor that favors you guys going inside instead of him by decision or even by taking him straight. As far as the Danny Jacobs backers out there, I think you have a good fighter. I think you have a talented fighter. If he were to win, in my opinion, it would probably Probably have to be on the cards. Like I said, the Dervinchenko fight, if we're going more recent and throwing out the Pierog and the Triple G fights, I think shows you what level Danny is at currently. I think he's more on the slide. I think he has less career in front of him. I don't know if he loses to Canelo, if that's it. But I think his time is ticking. You know, the, the sand in the hourglass is coming out, you know, pretty fast here. I don't want to call him 100% on the slide because I'd be being a little bit disrespectful to his skill set. I don't want to say that this is a mismatch because I don't believe it's a mismatch. I believe he's skillful and I believe he can cause Canelo issues in certain spots in the fight. But when you're looking at it, I just think you see a little bit, a little bit of a decline there. And a lot of that has to do with letting fighters that you wouldn't think are on his level touch him. And touch him and touch him. And yeah, he's been able to get over those hurdles and he's able to overcome. But you see spots and fights where he's in these dog fights where the other guy is just touching him a little bit too much. And you're going, a guy at this level with that skill set shouldn't be getting touched that much in those instances. Especially when he's not looking to brawl. This is when he's looking to move a little bit. But somehow he pins himself up against the ropes. Somehow that fighter, who we don't really think is on the level of Jacobs, is able to close the distance. Somehow that fighter is able to touch him to the head and body. And then, of course, Jacobs is able to absorb it and come back with his own countering ability. But you have to look at that and go, what happens when a guy like Alvarez is in that position and it's not Dervinchenko? When it's not Pirog? What happens when it's not Sergio Moro? All all these things you have to say. What happens if Jacobs is in that spot against one of the best fighters right now in the division? Is he going to be able to absorb that? Is he going to be able to fight the same fight he's been fighting against all these other fighters and come out on the right side of it? Personally, I don't think so. I think he makes the same mistakes. I think it's a very, very dangerous fight for him. And I think ultimately Canelo's going to win the fight. And I really would think that Canelo probably gets him out of there before the final bell. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.